I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Up Close on Husker Online, where we let Nebraska student-athletes tell their stories. Up Close is brought to you by Sandhills Global and powered by ABM. Do you have equipment to sell? Sell it on auctiontime.com. Now, here's your host of Up Close, Husker Online's Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome again to another edition of Up Close, the latest podcast on the Husker Online channel. Hi, Sean Callahan here. Um, as you heard, we're brought to you by Sandhills Global, powered by ABM and proud to bring you different interviews each week, and we get a chance to sit down and talk with Husker student-athletes, get really much more than we get in the normal practice settings when it's kind of rushed. And today, we've got our third installment as Travis Volkolek, Nebraska's fifth-year junior tight end, um, kind of lived all over with your dad being a coach, Travis, and um, you found a home here in Nebraska. It's, it's great to have you on, and I'm looking forward to getting a chance to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, yeah, let, let's talk about your story and, and kind of how you ended up coming to Nebraska because you were a fairly hot commodity. I mean, you were in the transfer portal from Rutgers, and you know you had Iowa, you had Kansas State, um, and you had Nebraska, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And you had some connections really to every one of those places. You picked Nebraska back when you left Rutgers and some pretty good tight end programs wanted you as well. What led you back then to go to Nebraska when you had places like Iowa and Kansas State as well? Yeah, so, you know, coming out of high school, um, I was originally born in Omaha. Uh, parents are from uh, Omaha, and uh, they both went to Kearney for college. Um, and, you know, just kind of the typical Nebraska kid wants to wants to go play for the Cornhuskers. And, um you know, out of high school, they wanted me to walk on. Um, I was fortunate to have other uh, scholarship offers at other places. Um, so, you know, in my mind, I thought, you know, why would I go walk on um, when I've got offers at other places? Um, so I ended up at Rutgers, um, and, you know, everything, uh, you know, worked worked out for the first year. And then uh, second year, I, you know, I kind of uh, decided I wanted to get back closer to home, get back closer to family. Um and so entered the transfer portal when it wasn't a very popular thing to do yet. Um, you know, nowadays there's so many guys in it. Um, so entered the portal and didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, I thought there'd be a couple of pro- programs that um, had spots for me and then ended up being quite a few. Um, and I was very fortunate to have a lot of opportunities. Um, came down to Kansas State, Iowa, and uh, Nebraska. And, uh, you know, like you said, I had connections to all, all three. Um, I just I couldn't turn Nebraska down. Um, came here on on a uh, visit, talked with the coaches. And, you know, I, if, if I went somewhere else, you know, I just I felt like I, w- I would have let myself down because that was my childhood dream um, of playing at Nebraska. And, and now I'm here, and uh, I, I'm loving every part of it. Now, growing up, how many years did you live in the state of Nebraska as a kid? Uh, man, I'm not 100% sure. Um I think probably 
what was it probably four or five so you um, went to, did you actually go to grade school in nebraska at one I point i think i, I started yeah at one point i did and then we left for uh for, Do you remember where it was in Omaha? Like, no, if yeah. it would this district, I'm sure people in Nebraska are like, "Ooh, Travis Volk, like, yeah. went to my school." Yeah, like, I, I remember going to La Petite. La Petite, growing, yeah, growing. Uh, well, I was really young in Omaha, and I was like two minutes away from my house, so I drove by it um, all the time and stuff. Uh, that's about as much as I can remember. So, did your dad coach like Zach Miller when he was at UNO? Was he on the last? Was he on the last teams before UNO dropped football? I think it was. Be, I think he was coaching there before that. Um, Greg Zerloin was it Greg Zerloin there when your dad coached? I, I have no idea. The, you know, <laughs> Greg Zerloin, sure. the Cowboys yeah, kicker, yeah, and then yeah. Zach Miller was the Bears, yeah. the Bears tight end. Yep, yep. So I didn't know if um, your dad was around um, there, but that's interesting. So was your <clears throat> mom and dad both big Nebraska fans? And you know, even though your dad never coached at Nebraska, did did he always follow Nebraska and kind of bring that in your life at that age? Um, I think a little bit, not not a ton. Um, I think it was more uh, more of a me thing, um, you know, just watching Nebraska growing up, and um, you know, they didn't, it's not like they forced me to watch anything or anything. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was more of just a childhood dream of mine. Um, just just a typical, you know, Midwest Nebraska kid wants to go play for the uh, for the state team. Yeah, and you came here, um, and you had to sit out. I mean, it was before. The one-time transfer rule. Did you try to get a waiver that year? I, I'm trying to remember. Did you attempt and come up short and just say, you know what, I'm gonna? Have to, and you, you got to use a red shirt, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So I, my first year at Rutgers, I really thought I was gonna red shirt, um, and they ended up not red shirting me, so I still had that extra year, um, and then transferred here. We, you know, we talked about trying to get a waiver, um, but there really was not a huge rush uh, to get me out in the field. And I had that red shirt, so I thought might as well use it. Um, and then, you know, COVID happened, and now I have that extra year again. So it's it's crazy how everything kind of worked out. Yeah, you, you're going to have an interesting December or January to kind of decide mm-hmm. because, you know, you, you can go one of two ways right now, I'm sure. I mean, we've seen the scouts at practice watching you in Austin, and, um, you know, you, you can look at going pro or, or coming back, I'm sure – um, that won't be a very easy time for you when that time comes. Yeah, it, it's it's a good problem to have. I feel like, um, you know, but right now I'm just focused on uh, you know playing this season and uh, y- you know trying to help this team win. Yeah, this tight end room. When you look at it, it, it's crazy. When we started, when you guys started spring ball in March, you had Kurt Raftall, mm-hmm. you had a healthy Thomas Fedoni, you had you, you had Austin Allen. I mean. You know, it was like man. And then Kurt left in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fedoni gets hurt. And then, you know, you come in and it, you're like, oh, we're fine. It's still got Austin Allen and Volkolik. Then you get hurt. Yep. And so that room, I mean, just when you think about from March to now, I mean, how much adversity has gone um, in and out of that tight end room? Yeah, there's been a lot of adversity, um, you know, but we, we've got tough guys in our room. And, you know, everyone who uh, who's gotten the news that, you know, they're going to be out a couple, couple weeks with their injuries, you know, has responded very well um, and just has always – uh, have been doing their part on trying to help the team, um, you know, off the field, uh, just doing doing as much as they can, you know, uh, helping with scripts, you know, watching extra film with the guys, and um, just doing little stuff like that, just to uh, try and help the team. Go, yeah, go back to August. <clears throat> I mean, you don't have to say exactly what the injury was, mm-hmm. um, but was it the first week? 
It was a couple of days in. I'm not 100% sure if it was the first week. It was the first, either the first week or the second week. And then whatever it was, did you kind of know, like, God dang it, this is going to set me back? I mean, it ended up being how many weeks were you out before Oklahoma? It was five weeks before. Um, you know, and when I got the news, it was very hard. Um, I, at first, I didn't think it was a big problem at all. Um, and then uh, when, they got, when it got an MRI and, you know, some news came back and um, had to get surgery. Um, so... Uh, you know, it, it was hard at first, but, you know, I, I focused on a lot of mental things um, when I had that time off, um, just trying to help, uh, you know, the younger guys in the room um, and just help the team. Yeah, what were you able to lift still and, and do some pool work and, I mean, cardio work to keep yourself up over those five weeks? Yeah, I give all the credit to our, uh, our training staff. You know, those guys do a great job. Um, you know, they got me back healthy um, in, in a short amount of time. Um, so, you know, uh, I was able to lift and, uh, you know, kind of do uh, a little bit of conditioning stuff too. Yeah, you, you look at that room though, and it's amazing you, what Sean Becton has been able to do over the last month. I mean, you look at guys like Chancellor Brewington, who mm -hmm. nobody, I mean, you, you had to be a really hardcore Husker fan and yeah. who that guy was, and he comes in and make plays. Chris Hickman comes in and make plays. Then uh, Nate Borricker uh, comes in and make plays. I mean, even with you out and Austin having the concussion that one week, I mean, it's just amazing the depth that Sean Becton continues to develop in that mm -hmm. room. Yeah, you know, Beck is a great coach. Um, fortunate to be coached by one of the best in business. Um, you know, we've got great guys in our room. We have uh, a good depth. And, you know, Chance was a receiver. We brought him into our room, um, and he's done great. Um, you know, there's, there's guys who just work their behinds off and, you know, are just trying to uh, contribute and help the team. You and Austin Allen, I mean, it just seems like you have such a mutual respect for one another. I mean, talk about that relationship and how well you guys kind of complement one another and, um, you know, do a little bit of one thing better than the other. And when you're out there together, it's a really special product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Oz is one of my best friends. He's my roommate. Um, he was the first guy who reached out to me when I got here. Um, you know, very welcoming. And, uh, yeah, I think we go uh, when we're on the field together. There's there's a lot of different things that we can do. Um, you know, we can block, we can catch, we can do all types of stuff. Um, and uh, you know, I think we uh, when we're out the out there together, there's multiple times that we can make big plays and just uh, and help the team. Yeah, how have you seen this staff use the tight end more? It, it just feels like the emphasis continues to be more each year. I mean, they they've wanted to do it, but they haven't really always had the right personnel and now they do. I mean, have they really made an emphasis uh, to, to kind of use the tight ends more? Yeah, I think they have. And, you know, when you got big bodied guys um, like Oz and I and, you know, uh, Fedoni and other guys in the room, um, I think they're going to find ways to get the tight end the ball. And I think they've really uh, started to emphasize that more. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. We're talking here with Nebraska junior tight end Travis Volkolek on Up Close, brought to you by ABM and uh, Sandhills Global. Sean Callahan here as uh, we move you through. And, you know, I want to go back to your time at Rutgers. I mean, what was that like when you, I mean, you're a Midwest guy. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, did all the Jersey stereotypes that you see on TV, I mean, what was it like that? I mean, what was it like living in New Jersey? Yeah, it it was totally different than what I was used to. It was a big culture shock. Um, You know, I uh, ended up choosing to go out there um, and, was planning on staying out there for a while and then got out there and really kind of lived the uh, East Coast uh, lifestyle. And I was like, this is not for me. Um, <laughs> did, you go, did you go to the shore? Yeah, I did go to the shore. That was one positive about going out there. You know, the beaches and stuff are cool. Um, but, you know, there's – it's just – everything's so much faster. And um, not, every, not everything's laid back like it is here. Um, but, you know, I went to New York City um, once or twice, and that's enough for me. Uh, there's a lot of people everywhere, um, but it was very different, and you know there's great people out there. Um, so I, I enjoyed my time out there, but I'm glad that I'm back here. Did you ever go to like a Yankees or a Mets or Jets or Giants? I mean, did you make it to any sporting events when you? I mean, you were there two years. Mm, yeah, two years. Um, I think the one sporting event. So I went to two. So my first year out there, we had our um, during fall camp. They took us out to the Giants uh, camp. So we went out there and saw Odell and all those guys uh, practice. And then I went to the um, – oh, what is it? I went to Madison Square Garden and watched the uh, – uh, what was it? The Knicks? No, not the Knicks. It was the college tournament out there. Um, oh. What, the, what conference is out there? The Big East. Yeah, Big East tournament. Yeah, went out and watched that, and that was pretty cool. Um, you know, being in Madison Square Garden and, you know, how big it is and how loud it can get in there with all those people is awesome. Was it strange, though, just on the media radar, you're a Big Ten football program and you probably only had like five reporters at practice and you come here and it's like Super Bowl media day every yeah. practice. I mean, does that still freak you out when you're like, what? Yeah. why the hell are 40 people at post practice? <laughs> it, it was something I kind of had to get used to at first. Um, you know, my dad told me once I decided to come here, you know, this is the only thing in the state that people really care about and they're they're going to want to know everything. Um, so, you know, a lot of people care about the program um, and they're going to they're going to be trying to get things out of you. But, uh, you know, just, um, you know, you got to re- respond the right way. And uh, it was totally different when I first got here. Have you had any strange like DMs or just public encounters with Husker fans yet that just ask you like totally random questions about stuff? Uh, I think since I've grown the mullet, uh, I think. There's been a couple times that people have recognized me in, out and about, and uh, they've asked me some funny stuff. Um, but that that that's about it. Nothing too crazy. So are you kind of? I mean, Jack Stoll had the mullet. I mean, mm-hmm. is, that, is that your is that your um, inspiration? Yeah, I it, I wouldn't say inspiration, but he's a guy who uh, who kind of got me into it, and now I'm trying to get other guys on the team to do it. I'm trying to get Nate Borgatur to do it, and then you know Hickman's got one. Um, but we're trying to get. We're trying to get Austin to grow, and I don't think that'll ever happen. So Hickman's attempting to to 
kind of groom that thing out into yeah, a mullet. Yeah, he's he's trying. Uh, he's, I think he's got a little ways to go, but <laughs> he'll uh, he, he'll get there eventually. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you know, we're talking here with Travis Volkolek as uh, we, we work our way through this edition of Up Close. Um, you look at just back to your days at Rutgers. I mean, what what was the moment? when you said, you know what, this ain't working. Like, was there, now, did, you were there with um, Flood? I was there with Coach Ash. A- Ash, I'm yeah. sorry, Coach yeah, Ash. Ash. And he recruited you and brought you in. Yes, he did. So, Coach uh, Jerry Kill was out there, um, and he knew my high school coach really well, so that was a kind of connection um, right there. And I was out there for the first year, um, you know, played a couple games, and then second year was really planning on having a big year. Um, didn't go as well as I wanted it to go. Um, and, you know, it kind of halfway through the year, I kind of knew um, that this wasn't for me. Um, but I wanted to get through the year. I didn't want to, you know, quit right on the spot or enter the portal right away. Um, so I finished the season and then uh, talked with my parents and decided it was best for me to uh, enter the portal. And then, no, you played with Noah Vedrod here, right? And now he's out there playing quarterback. Yeah, we, yeah, it's we, just kind of funny how things happen in life. Yeah, just kind of flip spots, so. Well, good. Yeah, we're um, you're looking looking now going forward to this season. I mean, what do you like about this team for Nebraska? When you look at this team, obviously you had the Illinois game, and, and nobody you know wanted that outcome. But what do you like about just what you've seen through four games? Yeah, um, you know, I, what I like most about this team is that we've got guys that come to work every day. You know, hardworking dudes who are going to do anything it takes. You know, to try and uh, try and win games. Um, you know. Obviously, like you said, that first game didn't go as, as well as we wanted it to go, um, but didn't let that stop us. Um, moved on from it um, and, uh, you know, just kept kept busting our rear ends. And, um, you know, I, another thing I like is the energy that guys bring every day to practice. Um, you know, guys, guys, I think guys are really starting to see what this thing can be. Um, and are really starting to believe, you know, that we can get this done. Yeah, yeah last year was so hard to wrap your arms around for so many reasons with mm-hmm. the COVID and not knowing, you know, if you're going to play and, and just all the adversity and you guys got through it, but it just never felt like you guys were on solid ground last year. Um, just talk about the ups and downs that you guys went through last season. Yeah. You know, being told we weren't playing and then turning around being told we are playing, it just, it's a roller, co- roller coaster of emotions going on. Um, you know, with all the testing, all the you know strict uh, strict restrictions and stuff going on. It, it, it was just tough um, to really uh, you know stay locked in all the time, not knowing what's going to happen. Are we going to play this week? You know who who are we going to play? Um, just stuff like that. It, it, it was frustrating, um, but you know, like you said, we got through it um, and you know ended the season on a good note. Yeah, that Wisconsin game last year when that was canceled. I mean, that was just such a up and down week. I mean, yeah. it was just like, all right, we're here. <laughs> then boom, they pulled. I mean, luckily that was the only one, though. Yeah, it, it was very. It, that week was weird. You know, we we came in thinking we were gonna play, and then we were told, you know, we're not. We might not play, and then we were told, oh, we're gonna play. You're gonna play just, Chattanooga, maybe. Yeah, we were told we were gonna play them, and then you know that never happened. So it was just it was all over the place, and um, you know it was crazy. It was a very crazy, crazy experience. Yeah, how have you seen Adrian really mature? Um, you've been with him now three years mm-hmm. at Nebraska, and. 2019, he battled injuries and, and, and took a step back from his freshman year. And last year, he kind of had to re-win his position back, and mm-hmm. he did. And now, you know, it just feels like he's more comfortable in, in his role. Yeah, I think, you know, Adrian's a dude. Um, you know, he's 
by far the best leader on this team. Um, you know, he he does everything right. He really rallies you guys together. Um, you know, and like you said, I think he's matured a lot. Um, you know, he's making plays this year. He's running. Uh, he's throwing great balls, giving guys opportunities to go up and make plays. The way he was benched last year, too, I mean, a lot of guys wouldn't have responded very well to that. But, I mean, he's probably an example of how you should go about it. Mm -hmm. But, unfortunately, there's not very many people that do that anymore. Yeah, you know, he, he's a warrior. Um, you know, he's not going to let anybody stop him. Um, you know, he's a great dude, and, you know, he's a competitor. Um, and I wouldn't want anybody else to leave this team than him. The transfer portal <laughs> in general, though, in college football, like when you just look at what it's done, I mean, just from your view – you know, when guys have a bad practice or don't like where they're at on a depth chart starting out on a spring ball or something, I mean, how dangerous is that temptation? Um, and have you, how have you seen it kind of impact um, just your, in, in your world? Yeah, I think it's the whole portal is kind of crazy. Um, you know, like I said earlier, luckily I was in it in a time that not a lot of guys were in it. Um, but, you know, there's guys who, I mean, you got to, the reality of college football is guys aren't going to be happy. Um, they're going to want to leave. Um, you know, I, I'd encourage those guys to try and stick it out for as long as they can. And then if it comes to a point where you absolutely can't do it, then I'd enter the portal. You know, like someone like Kurt, he was in a tough spot. I mean, so I, you can see why he did it. And I, I don't know. I believe he's, is he starting at Boise? Do you got to follow him and what he's doing? Yeah, Kurt was my old roommate, uh, one of my best friends. You know, great dude. Um, he's he's back at Boise. Um, I think he's enjoying it a lot. And he's getting a lot of snaps. He had a couple catches a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, I, I think he's enjoying it. I mean, I told somebody he might be the – when he was here, he was like the best third-string tight end mm -hmm. in the country. And I, and I was yeah. like serious. I mean, yeah. you look at the depth of your room, it's tough. And then you bring in the number one recruit in the country in, mm -hmm. in Fedoni. Um, what, you know, look at – talking to Fedoni, I mean, I know he had the knee injury, but how much have you and Austin tried to really show him the ropes and maybe humble him a little bit mm -hmm. and, and say, look, we know you're really talented, but you've got to still – learn a few things before you get out there. Yeah, I think any, you know, high school kid coming into a college program is going to uh, gonna need to be humbled a little bit. Um, and, you know, Oz and I, I feel like we've done a great job, you know, talking with him, talking him through plays, you know, through defenses and stuff. Um, just trying to keep him mentally sharp um, as, you know, sadly he he had uh, that knee injury um, in spring ball. So, um, but he's been locked in. He's been doing a great job. Um, he's been at practice, you know, watching plays, watching signals and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, he, he's going to be a great player. Is he gunning to get back in like November if he can? I, I think he's going to try to. Get the four. That, that, that four yeah. game rule is really nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm trying to remember your first year. Did that rule exist yet? I or was 2018 the first year of it. I'm trying I to think 2018 was the first year. I could be wrong. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, you look at like Teddy Prohaska. I mean, mm -hmm. they've able they can experiment with him like you guys did and you know, make a decision like, you know what, can we play this guy more than four? I mean, how beneficial is that for the players? I think it's very beneficial. I think it's beneficial for the players and the coaches too. Um, you know, being throwing guys out there and seeing what they can do, um, you know, when the bullets are flying and stuff. And then making a decision off that is, is pretty cool. When you saw Teddy put on that number 46 jersey, were you just like, you're the biggest tight end I think yeah. I've ever seen? Yeah, Teddy's a humongous uh, human being. Now, were they lining you and him on one side, or was it him and Austin on the other side? How'd he was – so he was on the back side, and then it was me, Oz, and then a receiver on the uh, on the back side. You roll out with 14 personnel. Was Oklahoma – like, what were they – what was their – were they just – Communicate. What was their sideline yelling? Could you hear them at yeah, all? I, I didn't hear anything from the sideline, but uh, you know, a couple of the 
the uh, D linemen uh, were talking to Oz and I, and they were just talking about you know we don't we don't see tight ends like you guys in the Big Twelve. Like you guys are humongous, like big, tall um, human beings. So that was that was kind of cool um, that those guys uh, almost I would say looked up to us as a pun. <laughs> but uh, um, you know it was it was different. Um, it, it was a different experience, and Oklahoma was let me tell you that atmosphere is insane um and uh it, it was it was cool to play um where the you know we had the student section right behind us chirping us all, all game long uh so that was kind of cool but do you look up i mean is it hard not is somebody like did anyone say your name or oh yeah there's there's people yelling at you all the time you know um saying stuff that you know i can't repeat but uh there's also guys, you know, there's a couple guys talking about my mullet, saying how good it looks. I gave him a little grin. Um, but that, that's the only ones I responded to. I don't respond to any of the uh, any of the negative stuff. Yeah, that's what's different about Memorial Stadium. The, there's such a distance between the front row, but there's places like Iowa and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I, I believe Oklahoma State's the same way, where the crowd is right on top of you, and it just changes the whole dynamic. Oh, yeah. when, it's, I mean, it's when Greg Austin or whoever's down there on the grease board and there's a guy right <laughs> – I mean, mm-hmm. he's like right in the huddle with you guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, somebody could just yell your whole huddle if they wanted to. Yeah, it's it, it was crazy. And, you know, it's a big advantage for uh, for the for the home team. Um, and it, it's, you know, it, I, I enjoy it. Um, I kind of hear I kind of like hearing other people scream and stuff. It kind of gets me going. Um, so but it, it's it is crazy. Was that so you've been around um, and then last year you didn't have fans. So it's hard to really mm-hmm. compare that to. But. What, how would you compare that to some of the other Big Ten venues? I don't know if you've played at Penn State or Michigan yep. or um, Ohio State when there's mm-hmm. fans there, but how would you compare to that OU experience? Yeah, I think you know OU is, is one of the top experiences I've had um, when it comes to playing in front of people. Um, I played at Penn State um, when I was at Rutgers. There wasn't too many fans there. Ohio State's always awesome uh, with fans. Michigan was cool. Um so I, I think Oklahoma is definitely up there. What about Nebraska fans? I mean, what have you just have you grown to really appreciate? Because obviously they haven't had the seasons the last few years they want, and they're still selling this place out, mm-hmm. filling it up. I mean, how much appreciation have you gained just for the support this program has, despite the fact the the last few years really haven't been what people want? Yeah, you know, best fans in the nation. You know, um, and something that kind of just hit me that I still haven't played in front of a packed full memorial stadium um since i've been hurt um and then the covid year and then my retro year my first year um so you know that's something i'm really looking really looking forward to doing um whenever we have our next home game in a couple weeks um but you know the uh the fans are awesome um very supportive even then even when things aren't going well um, and they're crazy too, which I love. Yeah, because in 2019, you didn't even dress out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on, that had to be really strange on road games, just sitting back in an apartment watching Nebraska yeah. while all your friends were out there playing. Yeah, you know, I went from playing in every game I what the year before that to sitting out every game, um, which it was frustrating. But you know, um, you know, I just trusted the plan. I I trusted the coaches with the uh, the plan they had for me, and uh, you know. It happened. It went by quick, and now we're here. So, is your uh, family all live in in Iowa now? So, my mom and dad live in Iowa, Cedar um, Falls. Yeah, Cedar Falls. Um, and then my sister lives in Springfield, Missouri. She goes to Missouri State. Um, and then all everyone else from my family lives here in Lincoln or Omaha. So, when you go home for holidays, do you go to um, Cedar Falls? They actually come up here. They come up so, and see you, so they yeah. don't make you drive down there. No, no. If 
I think we, uh, I drove down there for a day or two for holidays last year, and then we headed right back up here. Um, so we usually just go out to my aunt's aunt's house here and uh, and uh, have have family time together. God, your your dad, they almost got Iowa State. I mean, I bet you were watching that pretty closely. Yeah. And then obviously, um, you probably watch Iowa and Iowa State because mm-hmm. you know you, you guys are going to play Iowa later in the year. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, in my opinion, I think they should have won. Um, a couple critical errors happened, you know, um, that they can't fix. But it is what it is. And, uh, you know, Northern Iowa is always a solid team. Um, and then, you know, like you said, Iowa State, Iowa, uh, both both really good teams. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing Iowa this year. Do you let your dad watch your practice cut-ups? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, Coach, I mean, you would – so does he, like – you? every night or just once a week kind of give you a rundown or? yeah so whenever I wasn't whenever I was hurt he didn't really watch anything he watched a couple of clips um about what was going on but now that I'm back in action he uh I get a phone call from him every night and uh you know I get the good and the bad things from him um but I'm, I'm so blessed to have a father who's a coach and um he's definitely my role model so what did he have to say about your catch at Oklahoma yeah he, he said that there were some good things going on and you know, he, he thought the catch was solid. He told me I should have scored, um, like everyone else on the team told me. Uh, but then, you know, he let me know about the bad things and, you know, the things that I can fix and work on. Um, but, you know, I think it just shows that he truly cares. Will it work out on their bye week for him to come watch you play at least once? Yeah, he, he actually has a bye week this week. So he's he'll be up in Michigan State, which I'm super pumped about. And then last year you guys played um, – and the, they didn't play till the spring, right? Mm-hmm. So he was able to probably come watch you play – most of the games last year. Yeah, he came to – I think he came to every single one, um, which was awesome. And, you know, I didn't I didn't think he'd be able to come watch me play other than one or, one or two times a year. Um, but, you know, having him at every game, you know, just, just was awesome. And I think my mom was super happy about it too. Does he ever give, like, Austin Allen any pointers when he comes and talks to Austin too? Or uh, I, No, not really. Just worries um, about you. Yeah, just, just worries about me. Um, and uh, yeah, he he lets me know he lets me know when things aren't going well. What's, what's so. he tell you? He he just you know he talks about the little things, um, you know, footwork, striking, not keeping my pad level too high, and then just being aggressive and you know attacking people. And I want to wrap it up here with Coach Frost. I mean, what what has he meant to you um, in your time here? And you know, he deals with a lot of pressure coaching at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And how have you seen him kind of handle um, things here um, the, the last few years? Yeah, I think he's done a great job. Um, you know, he is. I mean, like you said under a bunch of pressure and, you know, people are saying stuff about him and, uh, you know, he's just ignored it. You know, he's focused on, uh, you know, helping this team and helping them be the best that they can be. Um, so, you know, he's, I'd say he's one of my role models as well. Um, as my father, you know, the way he's handled things and, uh, you, you know, I think he's done a great job. What's the most upset you've seen coach Frost? Oh, <laughs> uh, there's been, there's been a couple, couple times. Yeah. There's been a couple times, you know, whether in a practice or game, he'll 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 yell at you and let you know, uh, let you know that he wants something fixed. But you know, uh, it's it's all out of uh, all out of love. You know, he, he cares about this team and cares about every player. He's also a guy that doesn't get overly. Cause, I mean, he keeps his emotions mm-hmm. pretty in check, doesn't he? I mean, you know, even if there's a huge play, it's not like he's going to be jumping around yeah, like PJ uh, yeah. Fleck out there. Or yeah, something. he's he's got to stay calm because um, you know there's going to be good plays and there's going to be plays that need need to do better on. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's done a great job. Well, eight games left, Travis, and it's going to be a grind. I mean, I think everybody knows that. I mean, it, and that's probably the hard thing for a lot of fans. Everybody knows how stressful these next eight games are going to be uh, because there's not much margin um, mm-hmm. for either side when you look at these eight games going forward. Yeah, you know, we uh, personally, I believe Big Ten's the best conference in America. Um, you know, it's 
it's going to be challenging, um, you know, but I think that guys, guys really do want to win games um, and, and we'll do anything for that. Um, so, you know, like you said, we got great teams ahead of us. Um, we're just going to keep grinding, keep working, uh, keep our head down and our, our foot on the gas pedal. And we're going to, we're going to go and, uh, Go out and try and win these games. Well, Travis, it's been fun talking to you here and uh, looking forward to seeing you out at Michigan State this weekend. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of Up Close, brought to you by Sand Hills Global. If you have equipment, sell it on auctiontime.com, and we're powered by ABM.